You found the only podcast that hates eating shellfish. Oh, or is that hates being selfish? Ugh, I can't read my own handwriting. Oh boy. Hey, let me ask you something. On this episode, Kristen and Ralph take some time for themselves and set their away messages to mention the middle ground between selfish and selfless, getting help with spiraling, the narcissism of social media, showing up better for others, clear communication and empathy, being deserving of attention, and how not to fall for internet scams. Don't forget to rate our show and give us a follow, a like, or subscribe. We love what we do and we want to inspire more people to ask more questions and have more interesting conversations. And as always, the views expressed on the Hey, Let Me Ask You Something podcast are solely the opinions of your hosts, Kristen Wood and Ralph Andracchio, and are based on their years of practical and clinical experience. These opinions do not constitute any kind of advice, diagnosis, or treatment of any mental, physical, or emotional issues. If you are having an emergency or any serious ongoing situations, please contact your local hospital or a trusted professional. You can find this complete disclaimer on our podcast homepage. And now, on with the show. If only everybody could see what we had to go through to make this show a reality. <laughs> this is take two. Take one was a mess. Yes, there was a lot of background noises that we couldn't control that we hope we Oof. have uh, gotten into place now. I think we're okay now. We've <laughs> locked ourselves in the bathroom. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we're both in the tub. It's cute. It's been a week. It has been a week already. Week and a half. You had, you, if you're comfortable sharing, you I had am. some... Uh, some technical difficulties this week with some scammers. Yes, my brand new computer, which we discussed last week, uh-huh. I thought was going to be an old computer within a week. Um, I Yeah, I responded to a scam email, and before I realized what was going on way too late, and they were able to access my computer remotely, and then the computer went bananas, security alert, and blinking, and talking to me, and I literally thought I, they broke the computer. And, of course, I was crazy stressed out and worried about it, and mm-hmm. um, didn't know what to do, and didn't know how to proceed. I did involve Philadelphia police, which... You know, shout out to the police, but I, I don't think they know what to do with this. Right. I'm not going to, you know, they were like, okay, they took a report, but I was told that's what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was very stressful because at that point didn't know if they're in the computer, are they going to go change all your passwords now after I just entered all of them in in the first place? And I was like, you know, and then how could you let this happen? Yeah. Oh, I did a lot of that. Don't beat yourself up too much. Uh, you call, You did the right thing. You called me and Dan. I did. I called, yes, I called Ralph squad. and Dan because yes. Dan is very computer knowledgeable and I thought he would mm. probably be likely to, to share some of his thoughts on yeah. what I should do. We, do. we do tech support with a heaping <laughs> helping side of emotional support. There was so much emotional support it really involved. Nice. It yes. was really helpful. You were, you were beating yourself up a lot, which there is no need. I've fallen for scams before. Everybody's fallen for one at least once in their life. So it was, it was your turn. It was I, your turn. It was my turn, apparently. I think you handled I, you it know, well. You look back at it, and you're like, how could that ever have happened? But... Yeah. I did need a little help getting out of a bad pattern. We've talked about this. I talk about it with my clients of how 
counterproductive it is to beat yourself up and mm. it does nothing good it does makes everything worse and I was in a little bit of a spiral about that for a little while but Ralph and Dan were actually a big help on that and after that conversation with the two of you in addition to my technical help Mm -hmm. I was able to become very cognizant of that that's not going to happen anymore and the way I'm going to talk about it is going to be different nice because I made a mistake and it Mm -hmm. happened and I'm I'm fine I don't have any money missing nothing major happened and I never gave them any of my, my account information or anything like that. So yeah. we and hit the reset button. Excellent. I'm glad everything worked out. I'm glad we could help in our own little way. You did. A and lot. I think it's I think it's helpful to share that story because, and I've said this before, if anybody says they have their life 100% together and they're perfect and they know everything, they're liars. I don't like them. I don't like them. <laughs> And even professionals like us who have been doing this for however many years and, you know, help people through stuff like that, we still need help from time to time and a reminder because it's, we're human, we're not robots, we're gonna, we're gonna spiral sometimes, but, you know, it's, that's why it's nice to have that circle of support. You can reach out to people and say, hey, I have a problem, and that's where they're there to help you. Yes, I mean, I self-disclosed this in a session today because I've, I felt that it was helpful for that mm-hmm. particular client to share what went on with me because I'm a human being too, and this is the stuff that I've talked about with this client and, you know, that it happens to all of us. Even your therapist who mm-hmm. is helping you does some of the same things and struggles with some of the same things. We're all human beings. And I felt it was a good teaching point. And so I was comfortable doing so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think now I am good. I'm good to go. Good. And <laughs> we are going to try, try, try again. Try, try again. Um, if you had any advice for what to look out for or how to handle an email or a correspondence that may be suspect, what would you tell somebody? I would tell them exactly what you told me that you do, which is to go to the actual website of the organization and call them directly from there. Mm -hmm. I guess you could email them too, but whatever. Go to the official website. I did that, but I did that too late. Uh, But that was when I confirmed what was going on. And as you said earlier, um, finally listened to my spidey senses and my gut that I was not listening to and doubting when I kind of had a feeling all along something was wrong. Right. So, um, yes, that's, that's the learning. That's the takeaway that I would tell everyone to do. Do not go off of the email, go to the official website. Yep. Because I've, I, like I said, I've fallen for scams before, and now anytime I get anything from PayPal or from my bank or from, you know, any company that I have any kind of connection to, I always ignore what it says in the email, and I email them directly, or I call them, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we sent you that. Here's what you need to do, and they're really nice about it. So yeah. I always err on the side of caution, and if something if something doesn't smell right, nine times out of ten, you're probably Not right. right, exactly. Right. So there you go, helping people out in the first six minutes of the episode. Yes, already giving already. so much, <laughs> so much if we don't, If we don't get an Emmy for this episode, I don't know. I don't even know what the awards are for podcasts. A potty? Oh, that's a funny. <laughs> How old are we? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know really anymore. Funny, Time means nothing anymore because of the pandemic. Um, what about you, Ralph? What's been what going about on? me? Uh, I went back to the dentist. Dentist part de. Um, I had a I had a filling replaced from last time when they said I had per- perfect uh, checkup, which I did. But I have a very old filling I got a long time ago, and they were like, eh, 
we want to take a look because there's a shadow and there might be something happening underneath there. And I said, okay, great. That sounds good. They're like, yeah, we'll, we'll dig it out or, you know, drill it out or whatever they do. And they said, we'll give you a nice new filling. We'll check inside. And, you know, if everything's fine, we'll just give you new filling. And if not, you'll get a root canal. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> right. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Can, can be some kind of flashing light or a hand signal that you're going right, to drop that right, on me because right. that was intense. Luckily, everything's fine. I did not need a root canal. It was it was a shadow. Everything was fine underneath. So they gave me a nice new filling. But again, tip number two for this great episode full of tips, please go to see the dentist for your six months. Or if you can't and you can't afford it or you don't have access to a dentist, at least prioritize your dental hygiene. Yes. Brush every day, floss if you can. You know, it's 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 well worth it because you know you'll feel better in the long run. Anyway, that's enough. That's enough for me, who is not a dentist, just an avid <laughs> avid flosser. Um, <laughs> wow. So this week, uh, you had the question. So why don't you uh, why don't you uh, uh, gear up and Swing for the fences. I don't know. I'm not good at sports analogies. It's, it's okay. It's, I don't even know if it's a question. It's more of a statement that we would like to dissect a little bit sure. or a concept that we want to challenge. I guess that might be a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I find just like I want to redefine or add to the definition of productivity, as we mentioned last week, I also feel the that way or similar to that with the word selfish. Mm. Um, and I think what what I was interested in discussing today was the negative connotation associated with the word that um, most uh, society, I'll say, mm-hmm. um, even religion being part of it too, I think, um, as an example of, soci- of a part of society, ha- you know, being a lot of preaching or teaching and saying you should be selfless and giving to others and put others before yourself. And I just, I really have a bone to pick with that whole concept because it really... You have a bone to pick with organized religion. No, not organized religion. No, no. I didn't mean it that way. I don't want to get you in trouble. No, no, no. I didn't mean any one group. I meant that whole, and it's it's not just religion. I just give as an example. Many, many messages being sent from all different parts of society that tell us that being selfish is a bad thing and I disagree Mm -hmm. and I think that that whole negative connotation around it often interferes with people taking care of themselves putting themselves first implementing boundaries with others without feeling really bad about it or like they're doing something wrong Mm -hmm. and so that was kind of what I thought would be interesting to talk about today because it really causes a lot of difficulty for people and um, especially people pleasers and people like that that are often always thinking about other people and the way we were raised can be a major influence if we had parents that always gave 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 to us and didn't really take care of themselves then it was even role modeled for us and then it can be even more difficult to break free of that mm-hmm. so sounds like the question this week is What's the difference between selfish or selfless? Which one's, which one's better and is there an in-between? 
I think it's a balance too. Look, we don't want to go all the way to the other extreme, right? Everything's about me. It's all about me, and right. who cares about everyone else? You know, there there is a, there is a middle ground that you need to reach, of course. Um, but I think there are t- moments and times and spaces where I don't want to say the right thing to do, but where it is, how do I put it? Take your time. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It is a good thing uh-huh. to be selfless and put others before you. And then there's times and spaces and situations where it's extremely important to put yourself first. Right. So it's not an easy answer. It's kind of, uh, you know, a balance, if, that, if that's the right way to put it. Yeah, and, and what popped into my head hearing you talk was um, how, what we're... You know, the, the space we exist in as a society now, everybody is still semi-quarantining. We're not really back into full, like, integration. So we're all still very much on Zoom, on social media, on Instagram, on TikTok, you know. Check me out on TikTok, everybody. Plug, plug, plug. Um, and it, 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 there, is an, there is an aspect of selfishness or... <sighs> Um, narcissism in that because we always, no matter what we're doing, we always see ourselves reflected back at ourselves. You know, in Zoom, you can see yourself in the little box. So you see yourself talking and the lighting and all that. And on TikTok, it's like you're making videos of yourself talking about stuff. And, you know, Instagram is pictures of you and it's like Facebook. And so, and even the screen itself, like while you're scrolling on your phone, you're still looking through an actual reflection of yourself off the glass. So it's like we all are very steeped in looking at ourselves and contemplating ourselves all day. So I think it's easy right now to be selfish and not realize it because everything we do is about how we look, how we sound, how we act, how many followers do we have, how many, how many people like what we do, you know? So how much, how much of that do you think is impacting the selfish versus selfless thing, a question you have? Yeah, and I want to also say that I'm not saying that I want to erase the, de- the negative part of the definition of selfish. I'd just like to add a different sure. piece, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there is there's a negative negativity that can come from being too selfish. And I think that it's also a lot about the impact on other people. You know what I mean? Like if if you're doing things for yourself that are hurting other people or putting them down or making them feel bad. So if you're putting yourself first at the cost of negatively affecting other people, then, then that's a little bit different than putting yourself first to take care of yourself. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, because I think now, I don't know if I'm rambling, but I might be. Ramble. Um, I think when we're selfish in a way to take care of ourselves and put ourselves first, there are people that aren't going to like that. There are people that might be upset by that. But I think there's a distinction between that and doing something that's almost intentionally hurting, putting somebody down, setting somebody back to make yourself look better. There's a difference to me there. Yeah, and I I think the difference is 
um, the impact it has on other people, like you said, and and what the what the long term intention is, what the long term goal of the selfishness is. If you're if you're being selfish in the context of I need to take a self care day so I can rest and recuperate so I can show up better at work for my teammates, for my staff, for my clients. I think that's the good kind of selfish that you're talking about. Like I'm taking a moment to be selfish, to take care of myself. So that way I can show up better for you. And then the opposite of it is what, what, what I think you're talking against is I'm being selfish and knowingly ignoring other people. So I'm being selfish to the detriment of my relationships. The, the, you know, the, um, the uh, attention I'm I'm giving to other people or they're giving me and, you know, at the deficit to my work, my relationships, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think that's, is, am I in the... Yes, I think okay. you said it perfectly. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Uh, I think that is a major distinction. But it gets gray for people <clears throat> or muddy and people think that doing... Oh, I can't remember what you said first, but taking care of yourself, staying home from work, et cetera, for yourself... Sometimes people equate that with, well, what about, okay, so if I stay home, then that means that this person and this person is going to have more things that they have to do that day. And so I would be a detriment to them that way. You know what I mean? And then it gets all like, I'm being selfish and I'm, and that can get in the way of doing what you really need to do for yourself. Right. And I think another part of that is communication, clear communication, clear and open communication, you know? So if you have a team and you're working on stuff and you definitely need to take a mental health day to kind of get your crap under control. I think from your end, being able to communicate that to other people and say, Hey, listen, I need to take some space today just to kind of get some things in order. I'll be back tomorrow, you know, and for other people to listen to that and to understand and have empathy and say, you know, if that's what you need to do, awesome, you know, take care of yourself, come back and then we'll hit the ground running that so i think that empathy and understanding and listening aspect and the open communication is huge too in kind of setting up boundaries to be healthfully selfish i don't know i'll yeah, workshop that i love healthfully selfish sounds amazing it sounds it sounds weird it sounds like there's some incorrect grammar in there but i'll i'll figure it out We'll roll with it. We're, we're going to go with, with that. This is, not a, this is not a grammar podcast, so I think we're safe in that regard. And then the other, the, the other side of the pendulum, the other swing of the pendulum is selflessness, which can be just as damaging and negative and detrimental to people. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like I said, there's, there's times and there's spaces to not put yourself first. Uh, example somebody just had a loss and you're going through something, but you need to be there. Let's say it's a sibling or a very dear friend. That's not the time for it to be about you. You know, that's the time for it to be about them and where you may need to put somebody else's needs in front of yours for at least a little while. You know, so I think there are times and spaces where I don't know if that, I think that falls under selfless or uh, loosely being a good friend, being a good friend loosely under, but I think, we can't ever lose a sense of ourself, no matter what. That's why I don't really like selfless. It just makes me feel like our self doesn't matter. And right. I, so I don't really like the word, but it's okay. We'll go with it. But 
I think those are the things to think about. Yeah, and I I know people who are very selfless to a fault. You know, I've had clients that are selfless to the point where it's like hurting or hurting themselves and their like sense of self and their plans for the future because they are so used to putting other people first to the point of being detrimental to themselves. So you're right. I think in very specific circumstances, it's okay to put your stuff aside and say, Hey, this person needs me. Now I'm going to make them a priority for a little bit, you know, until they get through what they're getting through. But I think if you do that too often for too many people, when it's not really necessary, then you start, then your pendulum has swung too far. And I think you're being too selfless to the point of hurting yourself. Yeah, I just had a bunch of thoughts going on at one time in my head. Uh, and now I'm like, wait, <laughs> we'll what pause was I right saying? now for a uh, quick commercial No, I, I 100% agree with that. I think that, um, God, I lost my train of thought, Ralph. I'm going to be honest with you. I had a couple things percolating and then they all flew out the window. That's okay. I can, uh, I can keep vamping until you. No, I think that, uh, yes, for a period of time and how many people and all of that, I know what I, one of the things I was thinking about was, when people are going through something and they need some support and they say to me things like, I don't want to call my good friend so-and-so because they're going through this thing right now. And it's sometimes it's like, first of all, if so-and-so is going through a thing right now, they might welcome your thing Mm -hmm. to distract from their thing. Mm -hmm. But feeling as though... That, that's an instance where it's a little trickier, I would say. Like, you don't want to dump everything on somebody that's already going through something and you know they are. But at the same time, I think there should be space in that relationship, especially if it's a close one, which is usually when I hear about it, for both people to be able to support one another. And Because and, then it gets into my problem's not as big as their problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, it, it, that's not fair. And, and why should you be alone and not be able to go to... Your, your friend. I mean, if you can go to someone else, great. Maybe that's the best bet in that, in that instance. But, you know, if this is your go-to person and you guys have that type of relationship, then being able... And, and ask, too. Like, hey, going through, I know you're really struggling. Do you have the space to be able to kind of listen to where I'm at right now? But that's when people say, my thing's not that big or it's not that important or theirs is worse or... And then that, that's another instance of where, you know, people are not really taking great care of themselves in that mm-hmm. instance. Because, look, sometimes we do just need others. I needed it yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed that little wake-up call from Dan and Ralph um, <laughs> to kind of help us out. And so there's a way to do that. But yeah. it requires a lot of really good open communication, like you were saying. Absolutely. And... For me, that brings up the the topic of deserving. You know, do I deserve the attention from myself, which just popped into my head, which I think is is interesting. You know, people who are who practice too much selflessness may think I do not deserve the attention that I'm giving other people. I don't deserve to have that reflected back to me. So I'm just going to give it to everybody else. Right. hundred percent. I say, I would say deservability minimum once a week, but usually more not feeling deserving. I haven't done X, Y, Z 
so I don't deserve to put myself first. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to upset that person if I do this, so I don't deserve... Like, that falls into it, too. That's not fair, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a huge part, that a lot of people don't recognize that. That's what I guess I do, is <laughs> try to help them see <laughs> that, you know, there, there's nothing you have to do to deserve to take care of yourself. There's nothing you have to do. There's no checklist you have to go through to deserve emotional support from others. There there just isn't. But I think that for some people, when you put yourself first, and sometimes when that includes boundaries, other people don't love it, right? They might be used to the old old situation that was working just fine for them because it was maybe all about them. Mm -hmm. And when you start to change that, then unfortunately the reaction can be in some dynamics, I'm thinking of somebody right now, that they can then start to almost accuse you of being selfish in that negative way when you're taking care of yourself. So that's the part that's really tough, especially for people that have a difficult time with confrontation, well, you know, well, people pleasing confrontation and a fear of upsetting others. Sometimes that when we put ourselves first, other people don't like it. And that does not mean we are that negative definition of selfish. Mm. But people take it that way. Mm. I love that. Oof. I am, ch- well. You're taking me to church again. I didn't realize we were going. I would have wore something nice. <laughs> uh, th- that brought up a ton of stuff for me, too. Um, uh, deserving. Uh, how, how do people get to the point where they feel they do deserve their own attention and care and respect. You know, I, I think for me, it, it and clients that I've worked with, it's a process. Change, that's the, this is the next point. Change does not happen overnight, and change is hard. And if you, if you are expecting it to happen overnight and expecting to find that, that self-care and self-love and like, I deserve everything, it's not going to happen overnight. So don't lower your, not lower your expectations, but like aim them, aim them somewhere else. Be patient. Be patient. Thank you. Be patient because it's going to take some time. And through that process of change, like you said, when you start changing, there's going to be some people in your orbit that are going to be like, I don't like this because you're changing and I like you where we are, not where you're going. And so, yeah, they're, like you said, they're getting, they're getting a lot out of it. They're getting a lot of your attention. And if you start to practice more self-care and healthy selfishness, I forget how we put it before, healthfully selfish. Ugh, we're going to have to workshop that. <laughs> um, it it's going to it's going to piss some people off and that's just that's just how it is you're going to have to um expect that and not be too hurt by it because that's their bag that's not doesn't have anything yeah, to do yeah you're not they're being that negative definition of selfish at that point right they're they're not getting all their needs met and when right. you're trying to take care of your own needs yeah i don't like that so much right but that that's very hard for a lot of people and i understand why because that's when some people can feel like I did something wrong or I'm being um, not just selfish, but maybe arrogant or whatever the word is. That's another one that people get really, if I'm being confident and I'm taking care of, I'm putting myself first, I'm being arrogant or whatever the word. I'm on a tangent. I'm going to get off of it. No, that's okay. But uh, yeah, that 
but that's very different than what we were just talking about a few minutes ago of doing something that you know or with the intent of hurting somebody else. Right. That's extremely different, but I think it it can feel like the same thing for some people. Yeah. And and also the other thing is assumptions, which you you had mentioned briefly and I wanted to I want to touch on again. Try not to assume what the other person is going through or what their intentions are or what, you know, if you see somebody changing or like they're being more selfish or selfless or whatever, talk to them, ask them, you know, Hey, is there anything going on? Can I help? You know, if I can, I, I want to be here for you and support you. I think assuming like, Oh, this person's changing and they're being a lot more selfish and I don't like it. It must be, have something to do with me. They're mad at me. I would say try and try to avoid making those assumptions and just talk to the person, you know, does that? Well, yeah. If you can talk about it and talk through it, that's the best bet, right? right? Of what's going on and what you're doing. And if you have that type of relationship then that's going to be, that's the best you can do. But that, you know, that's not always the case for, you know, that's hard to talk about for some people. And I think it's, you know, for a lot of individuals I work with, if people are upset at me translates to, I did something wrong and there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you're grappling, struggling, working through, then it's extremely difficult to do something for yourself that you know somebody else is not going to like or could not respond positively to. I this brings up something in my head about um, if you if you point one finger at somebody, there's four more pointing back at you. Mm-hmm. The, that that old chestnut, and I've I've seen it happen a lot on social media of, you know, sometimes somebody will just go off on a really angry tangent and somebody and like accuse them of all this stuff. And usually everything that they're accusing that other person of doing or being is probably what they're afraid of being accused of, or they're probably guilty of. So I think if it's, it's, uh, it's not good to assume just because you may be, you may be seeing some things in that other person that are really just a reflection of what you go, you've got going on in your, in your personal space. Yeah, and I think people, I'm, I'm going to generalize here for a little bit, but Please most generalize. people that love you, if it's a fairly healthy or very healthy relationship, want you to take care of yourself. They love you. Absolutely. So that's where it comes back to the open communication too. And I think nine times out of ten, people would get support. There will be some of those unhealthy relationships that you may not get that from, but those are relationships you might need to re-examine as you try to put these changes in place for yourself. But most people are, you know, I think we concoct a lot in our head of if I do this or I leave early or I cancel on this person that they are going to be mad and devastated for the rest of the month. And no, they're probably not, A. Eh? Mm-hmm. But we've created that in our head. And, and, and that's there's no evidence behind it. If it was me, I hold a grudge. So right. <laughs> cancel on me at your own peril is yes. what I'm saying. Yes, at your own risk. Yeah, no, I think, though, that people think, and, and I don't know, they think that people are going to think this about them and that about them, and like 99% of the time is none of this is true. Exactly. And I, I, I'm guilty of that, going back to what we were talking about before, of like, professionals are, you know, have this stuff going on in their lives as well. I do that sometimes of like, oh, I can't cancel on this person or, you know, oh, what are they going to think? They're going to hate me. They're gonna... 
And that's me putting them first again. That's me doing that, like, that negative kind of selflessness where I'm giving all this energy over to this other person. They're not even, it's not even a blip on their radar. They have no idea. And they're, I mean, think about it. If they canceled on me and they were like, you know what, I gotta, there's something else that came up. I, I'm so sorry. We'll get together, you know, tomorrow or next week. I'm like, okay, cool. That's fine. I'll find something else to do. And then it's like, it's over. But I think we make it more of a production in our head because it's, I don't know if it's fun. Like you're going to have to speak to this because you're the, you're the clinical psychologist or clinical therapist here. But, uh, you know, I think it's, I don't know if it's easy or if it, we're just used to making this big worry production in our head of like this thing that's that will probably never happen. Like, isn't Catast- that the, it's catastrophizing? Yeah, can it's, you speak into that a little bit? Yeah, catastrophizing. This isn't the absolute real definition if you Google it, but it's basically <laughs> taking something and creating a whole narrative of something really terrible happening as a result, mm-hmm. and you have no evidence that that's going to happen. There's nothing going, there's nothing saying that's going to happen. So it's like, I have a bump on my neck. I am dying from cancer oh, next that. month. That's me constantly. So <laughs> it's, that's a, a very kind of simple or just a simple definition, not a simple thing, but of what that is. And it's narratives that we create in our head. It's usually anxiety. It's based off of anxiety that we have in general. Mm-hmm. And our anxiety is just helps us right on out with that. And it, there's no there's no basis for it. We have no proof whatsoever. And so, yeah, a lot of us do that. And it's really hard when you start to do it to get out of it. Uh-huh. Really, really hard. It's it like, feels so good to do it. Yeah, it's it's like I think an outside person's helpful sometimes in that Absolutely. of saying, I don't know where you're getting that, but I really don't think that that's true, or there is no evidence that this is the case, and until there is trying not to worry about it. Yeah. And I, I've, I've called myself on it and I'm getting better at not catastrophizing because, because of my chosen profession of being a coach and helping other people through it. And because it's, it, I, I found it healthy at, to replace that bad habit of catastrophizing. That's why I said, it just feels so good to do it because I'm so used to it with being more mindful and curious saying, Oh, where's that coming from? Why am I doing that? And then I remember the other person, this isn't even a blip on their radar. They have no idea. And that kind of helps me get out of that, break out of that spiral of kind of worry and anxiety by saying, by just taking a breath and saying, it's not as bad as I think it is. Let's get more information. Let's contact people. Let's communicate, like circle of support, research, all that kind of stuff. And that helps break you out of the cycle too. Some of it's the relationship, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a really close relationship with somebody then you're less likely to do that. If you've known them for years or you're very, very close, it's easier to, to quiet that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I, I know we've had a couple times where we've had to reschedule or last minute something happened or whatever. And so <clears throat> I don't feel like it's happened a lot with you, but I feel like <laughs> I don't, which is good. That says a lot about our relationship. Right? Yeah, right? I mean, it definitely happens with other people, but where you're like, oh no, I have, like, have to change the plan. It, it, it was like a blip. For me, like quick, like, oh no. Yeah. I don't, I really hope Ralph isn't upset. But then it's like, it goes away and like, it goes away quickly. But that really depends on the, the relationship is a, a, a kind of really important part to this point we're making. Right. If you have somebody that you have a good connect with, 
which obviously we have an amazing connection. Amazing. We do balls. a podcast every mm-hmm. week and we love each other. But <laughs> <laughs> but I think that when you don't have that is when it can really ramp up. When you're not like as close with somebody or mm-hmm. it's a work relationship or whatever the case may be, it can be really easy to get on that roller coaster ride. Oh my god, yeah. And and if anybody out there ever makes plans with me and has to change them or cancel them. Just know that I love napping more than anything else in the world. So if anybody does cancel on me, I'm like, cool, I get to take a nap. It's an automatic nap. I'm insert nap in Insert calendar. nap here. And I, <laughs> I'm happy as a clam. So don't worry about me. I'm fine. Um, so getting back to selfish versus selfless, I think some of the themes that are bubbling up to the surface are communication awareness, curiosity, empathy, respect, like all the good stuff that we've been preaching for 12 episodes now. Um, How can someone, if they are struggling with an equilibrium between selfless and selfish, what are some ways people can find an equilibrium in there? I think it's a couple things, and I think we've already said some of them, so I don't know if I'm being repetitive, but I think it's about really doing an inventory on yourself of how well you are taking care of you versus taking care of other people, having an honest meeting with yourself. I say this to my clients all the time, (laughs) and then you have a meeting with yourself Mm -hmm. um, about how you're doing and how you think you're doing putting, taking care of you. I think that's important. And then doing an inventory of how well do you think you're caring for your friends and loved ones. And then, you know, I think it's... Are there changes that I need to put in place to make the balance better? Am I, am I like, try... So even if you wrote it down, <laughs> I don't know, that might be... I'm helpful. a big fan of writing stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of lists and writing down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being able to try to determine, which would be hard to quantify, I wouldn't know how to do this, but how much time and energy you're spending on other people versus how much time and energy you're spending on yourself. It should be there. I think there's actually apps that do that. Are there? Oh, I think amazing. so. Cause I, I, I help them. email a lot of, us, please. Yeah. You, you email know. us at, uh, Hey, let me ask you something at gmail.com plug. Um, I, I've worked with clients who use those productivity apps and there are some that like break your time down into, this is the time you spent on work and this is the time you spent on that. play and this is this. the time you spent watching TV. So if it's, if it's a, like, I'm always a fan of finding what works for you. So if you find an app that works for you that, that breaks your time down like that and you can quantify it, do it because seeing it in front of you, getting, getting the information out of your brain where it likes to stay nebulous and floating around and getting it concrete on a piece of paper or on a screen so it shows you hey, like 65% of your time is spent worrying about other people, that could be a really great wake-up call because it's right there in black and white. Yeah, I really like that. And I don't think it's always 50-50. Let's not even get into that. It can't be. Right. There are times where it needs to be, if it, there are times it's going to have to be 90-10, 90 you, 10 others, depending, Uh you know, not not all the time, hopefully not the majority of the time. And then there's times where you're going to put yourself to the side and you're going to take care of others because they need you i.e. friend lost a loved one or whatever. Right. But I think it's, it's, it's continuing to just be mindful and assessing it and trying to figure out what 
it is because there's no there's no um what's the word I'm looking for uh oh my gosh there's no like equation that's going to put this all in a little pie chart there's no there's no equal equals mc squared yeah I, I can't think of the right word but there's, there's, there's no one answer, and it's not the same all the time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like you said, if you're continually falling behind with yourself and it's always about others, then you trying to figure out ways that you can start to put up that number a little bit more for yourself. Because I, don't, I just don't think there's a clear-cut answer, and I think it's going to ebb and flow. Just like when we were talking weeks ago about the balance, balance, which is the word you don't like, but between work and, per, and personal. Mm-hmm. Sometimes work's going to take over more, and personal's going to take a back seat, and sometimes vice versa. I think that this is a little bit of the same. Yeah, and you said the word honest, which I think is bang on for this. Being honest with yourself. It's hard to do. But honestly asking yourself, am I spending too much time taking care of other people? And if you say, no, I'm fine. No, I could never. I'm not doing... Like, we can call BS on ourselves. Like, be open to that. Like, if you can honestly... if Ask yourself, am I spending too much time worrying about other people? If it's like a meek little, yes, I do. Great. That's a step in the right direction. At least you're being honest and saying... Yeah, I think I may be spending too much time. And that's the first step in kind of figuring out, okay, how can I how can I try to find the equilibrium between everything? And like you said, it's going to be on a case-by-case basis. Some days it's going to be I have to spend more time at work and worrying about other people because that's just where I'm at right now. But then the next day it could be more about you and taking care of yourself. And that's that's I think what we're talking about is like finding finding that equilibrium day to day, week to week, month to month. And it, it, you know, if you look at the general picture, it balances out. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit where boundaries come in. Yes. And boundaries sometimes have to move and shake. Not, um, they don't have to shake. I just wanted to say move and shake, but they, <laughs> they have to adjust. You yeah. know, sometimes you are going to need to put a real boundary up to take care of you. And sometimes you let it down a little bit, you know, and so those can, be a little more fluid is that the right word yeah they don't have to be too you know when people are trying to change and and do better self-care it's and and put themselves first it you you want to be careful not to swing the pendulum the other way either and become too yeah yeah Mm -hmm. too much on on your own side and and not so, Mm -hmm. so it's it's a lot of moving parts I did I had this conversation with a client too this week it's a lot of moving parts to weigh in on and figure out and I don't think it's always the same so it's like a constant assessment. Yes. Perfect way to put it. It's, we're not, again, we're not robots. Nothing is set in stone. We're not, we don't leave static lives. Everything is constantly changing. And I think being open to that change is a big part of it too. The honesty part, the curiosity part, respect, and being open to the changes that happen on a daily basis, hourly basis, minute basis. I love the way you just summed it all up, Ralph. Thank you. That's what I, I mean, do. That's, that's why they pay me. Do. That's why they pay me the no bucks. Yeah, that's why they pay you the pennies. That's why they pay me the tens of dollars <laughs> to do this podcast. Um, so hopefully that helps uh, some people out there. If you are thinking about selfish versus selfless and finding some kind of equilibrium between the two, or some helpful, healthy uh, spot to put your tent in between them. Um, could do that. Uh, if anybody uh, 
likes hearing you talk and <laughs> hearing your points of view and they think you may be able to help them, where can they find you? You can find me on my profile for my practices on psychology today. Um, Dot com. My website is thephillytherapistkristen.com. My email is thephillytherapistkristen at gmail.com. I know it's long. I'm sorry. You can feel free to reach out to me. Um, questions, comments. Um, I am accepting new clients if you are looking for a therapist. So I, And I offer free phone consultation. And if you um, are sick of my voice and just want to <laughs> email me or DM me directly, tell me to shut up, please do. Uh, you can find me at um, trueenginecoaching.com. That's my website. All my good stuff is there. You can also find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok. Just search for True Engine Coaching and you'll find me. Um, I also am accepting new clients right now. And I offer free 30-minute virtual coffees. So you can talk to me and get to know a little bit about me and what coaching is. Um, and I also offer a free uh, focus session so you could get a feel for what a full coaching session is and if coaching is right for you. Uh, you can also email me at ralph at trueenginecoaching.com. Um, that's it. You had so many things to add. I was just like, blah, blah, blah. I know. I'm sorry. Now, we have to find I mean, a better I way. I mean, I am on Instagram, Facebook, but I haven't been as active as I usually am, so... We have to find yeah, a better way to right. tell everybody about no, our content. I, I love know. it, Ralph. We'll figure... It's a, this is a work I in progress. Oh, Selflessness. I ah! Look at that. I celebrate <laughs> you too. That was fun. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody. Thank That's you. another one in the books. Uh, we will see you next time on next Hey, time. Let Me Ask Thank You Something. Thank you. Bye. See ya.